Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the first quarter 2021 Von Nelson Select Recap Call. In the first quarter of 2021, Von Nelson Select returned 9.07% gross, 8.81% net, and that's compared to the S&P 500 at 6.17%. And with me today is Lead Senior Portfolio Manager, Scott Weber. And with that, Scott, we'll turn things over to you. Thanks, Dan. Um, as you pointed out, it was a nice quarter. Um, what, what I liked about it in particular was that both allocation and selection uh, had positive contributions with uh, security selection really driving the lion's share of that, uh, that outperformance. Um, as you followed the market through the quarter, it sort of waffled through January and February, really giving us the move in March. Um, I think the market's probably uh, was getting excited about economic activity rebounding with vaccine numbers up. Uh, complacent policy from the Fed and maybe a little stimulus juice from uh, from the Treasury. Um, uh, turning to contribution, uh, really every sector uh, in, the, in the portfolio in terms of our holdings were up with the one exception of staples. Um, energy, industrials, and financials led the way. Tech wasn't far behind either, and each of those had double-digit gains in the quarter. Uh, the, the staples that that, that trailed was really just a small negative return, um, and then they were giving up some gains in the past there, but, but nothing of, uh, of notable concern. So the rally was really broad-based, and there were really just a few names in the portfolio that were down during the quarter um, as the market was showing a little rotation away from some of the past leaders of you know last year and the last few years. Turning to attribution, um, as you pointed out, uh, the strategy, you know, BP index, uh, the relative performance was was pretty reasonably well distributed across the portfolio um, with, with tech really a shining star as our names uh, did better than those names in the index. Um, the materials and financials were, were up but didn't keep pace with the index holdings and there was no real impact from cash levels as they were reasonably low and, and as they've been consistently uh, back down to a normal level versus this time last year. In terms of changes, we traded, I guess, a few more names uh, than normal, but certainly fewer than uh, than in the volatility of this time last year. Um, volatility, speaking of which, was a little high beginning in January, not, not real high, but it, it calmed as the quarter went on, with the VIX finally dropping, you know, below the 20 level by you know by the end of March. Um, so we, we bought five names, added two names in tech and one in each of communications, energy, and consumer discretionary. We sold five names, uh, one each from tech, communication, um, consumer discretionary, healthcare, and materials. Uh, looking at the characteristics of the portfolio, again, consistent with, uh, with, with, with what you expect. Uh, we've got high active share, higher ROE and ROA than the index, um, you know, the market cap skews just a little bit smaller than the index, but but not material. Um, we still don't own utilities or real estate, uh, or we really don't own a lot in the, in, in banks, um, which which has a tendency to make our multiples look higher by comparison. Um, and that'd be the only valuation comment I'd make with respect to the characteristics. But again, very consistent with what we've looked like for the past few years. Um, the Keeping the message of consistency and turning to factors, uh, our factor exposures were consistent. Uh, there was a, a slight tick up in beta 
relative to the index during the quarter. That's normalized now. Um, and, and stock specific factors actually were positive contributors to the performance, um, as were the industry exposures that we had from a factor standpoint. So having a little extra in energy and industrials versus the index helped and having a little bit less in healthcare, staples, real estate and utilities also helped again from a factor ex- uh, exposure standpoint. Um, here again, selection was the driver for the alpha, uh, Market, you know, seems to like beta and cyclicals during the quarter. Uh, uh, it's probably uh, not unrelated to the growing narrative of concern around inflation and why commodities and uh, and, and, and a correlation there to short-term rates um, will we'll sidestep the notion of, of of commodities and inflation until we get here to the macro sector, uh, which is what uh, is next on the agenda. And as I mentioned. Small did better than large. Value did better than growth. Uh, values out performance was obviously atypical for recent years, uh, and it was notable in the first quarter. It will be interesting to see if that continues. And that ties back into that inflation narrative that uh, seems to have gained popularity. Um, Going to be a wait and see on that one uh, in terms of the ability for that to continue gaining traction. Uh, certainly, as we look now, at the economic statistics that are being reported today, anything that's a year-on-year comparison is, is showing heady gains for obvious reasons. That's really kindling those inflation fears. What we're doing is kind of looking through. We're comparing over a broader-term measure to see what those stats look like versus longer-term um, uh, uh, from a longer-term perspective and, and not sort of focusing on, like for example, the, the – you know, the Manheim used car uh, data was, was up really big. Well, of course it was, because nobody bought a car a year ago at this time. So we're, we're sort of smoothing that out, normalizing, looking through. Um, during the quarter, the dollar regained a little bit of last year's decline. Um, monetary and fiscal policy are really incredibly accommodative. As the market is considering its inflation narrative and what the impact of policymakers may do, may do it'll be interesting to see if the fiscal stimulus really gets through in reconciliation or if there's growing heartburn around that narrative. And that's really kind of undergirding that and, and narrow credit spreads are undergirding with what we've called for years kind of that structural uh, support to the to the bull market as distinguished from you know, from a real fundamental story of, of economic growth. Although I don't want to distance the, the discussion away from the economic growth because it is real and it's looking pretty good. Um, you know, that, that, that leads to the concern of valuation, and I think the rotation that we've had over the last few months has served to keep aggregate market valuation from really having a blow-off, but it's definitely something that's popping up on people's radars, whether you want to look at uh, EV to sales, EV to EBITDA. Um, they're, they're, we're getting to the point where people start to bring that into the narrative, and that may act as a little headwind on, uh, on market appreciation going forward. Although it seems like nothing is acting, I mean, even the the Archegos meltdown doesn't seem to really dent the enthusiasm for investors purchasing stocks now. Um, but that leads us to positioning, which, given the fact that there weren't many changes in uh, in the portfolio and the characteristics are similar, you won't be surprised to know that our positioning is not terribly uh, different. We did have a little extra weight and continue to have a little extra weight in energy. Um, 
We like our tech as well, particularly the semiconductor names that we have. Uh, and we continue, you know, to like you. It's, it's, it's hard to look at what we've got and say there's something you need to get rid of because, because of the enthusiasm. We're carrying a name or two more than we really would like to have. And that forces the difficult discussion of, you know, what, what is it that we really need to get rid of? And, and that's very productive from an, from an investing mindset because it, it's a high burden of proof to remain in the, in the portfolio. Uh, and an even higher burden to be included because you really got to get rid of something to add something at this point. Um, continue to look for telltale signs of leadership change, monitoring the inflation expo- expectation narrative, and uh, really, really feel like this is a, uh, an, an interesting and fun time to be investing. Certainly when you, when you put up a good number in a quarter, it's fun. Uh, but that's in the books. We're already looking to next quarter and beyond and trying to figure out how we're going to make our return over the next several years. Well, Scott, thank you very much for the uh, for the insight on the quarter, and uh, good luck to you and the team. And it's great to see that you guys are off to a fast start. Um, and good luck in the second quarter here. And, and we look forward to catching up with you here uh, at the end of the uh, end of the Q2. So, thanks again. And we'll talk soon. Thank you, Dan. Take care. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson and, or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.